Section 1 of Birds, Volume 3, Number 2, February 1898. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Gilbert White and Selborne i suppose that a habit of minute observation of nature is one of the most difficult things to acquire as it is one which is less generally pursued than any other study in almost all departments of learning and investigation there have been numberless works published to illustrate them and textbooks would fill the shelves of a large library thoreau in his walden has shown an extremely fine and close observation of the scenes in which his all too short life was passed but his object does not seem at any time to have been the study of nature from an essential love of it or to add to his own or the world's knowledge on the contrary nature was the one resource which enabled him to exemplify his notions of independence which were of such a sturdy and uncompromising character that mr emerson who had suffered some inconvenience from his experience of thoreau as an inmate of his household thought him fitter to meet occasionally in the open air than as a guest at table and fireside there is a delicious harmony with nature in all that he has written but his descriptions of out-of-door life invite us rather to indolent musing than to investigation or study who after reading isaac walton ever went a-fishing with the vigor and enterprise of piscator washington irving allowed his cork to drift with the current and lay down in the shadow of a spreading oak to dream with the beloved old author in white's natural history of selborne we have a unique book indeed but of a far more general interest than its title would indicate pliny the elder was the father of natural history but to many of us gilbert white is entitled to that honor to an early edition of the book without engravings and much abridged as compared with bonds published in eighteen fifty one many owe their first interest in the subject mr ireland in his charming little book lovers incuridion tells us that when a boy he was so delighted with it that in order to possess a copy of his own books were not so cheap as now he actually copied out the whole work in a list of one hundred books sir john lubbock mentions it as an inestimable blessing edward jesse author of gleanings in natural history attributes his own pursuits as an outdoor naturalist entirely to white's example much of the charm of the book consists in the amiable character of the author who lived in solitude midst trees and flowers life's sunshine mingling with its passing showers no storms to startle and few clouds to shade that even hath his christian virtues made very little is known of him beyond what he has chosen to mention in his diaries which were chiefly records of his daily studies and observations and in his correspondence from which the history is in fact made up from these it is evident that his habits were secluded and that he was strongly attached to the charms of rural life he says the greater part of his time was spent in literary occupations and especially in the study of nature he was born july eighteenth seventeen twenty in the house in which he died his father was the first instructor in natural history and to his brother thomas a fellow of the royal society he was indebted for many suggestions for his work it is also to his brother's influence that we owe the publication of the book as it required much persuasion to induce the philosopher to pass through the ordeal of criticism having a great dread of reviewers those incorrigible bete noire of authors 
his brother promising himself to review the work in the gentleman's magazine white reluctantly consented to its publication the following short abstract from the review will show its quality as well as suggest a possible answer to the current question propounded by students of the census contemplative persons see with regret the country more and more deserted every day as they know that every well-regulated family of property which quits a village to reside in a town injures the place that is forsaken in material circumstances it is with pleasure therefore we observe that so rational an employment of leisure hours as the study of nature promises to become popular since whatever adds to the number of rural amusements and consequently counteracts the allurements of the metropolis is on this consideration of national importance it is to be feared however that many stronger influences than this of the study of nature will be necessary to keep the young men of the present day from the great cities indeed modern naturalists themselves spend the greater part of their lives at the centres of knowledge and only make temporary sallies into the woods and fields to gather data white was a noble pioneer the very minuteness almost painful of his observation required him to occupy himself for days and weeks and months with what to the average mind would seem of the slightest importance as an example of his patient investigation his famous study of the tortoise may be given it was more than thirty years old when it came into his possession and for many years perhaps twenty we find white watching the habits of this interesting old reptile until we may assume he knew all about him and his species there are over three hundred and fifty different species of animals and birds treated by white most of them exhaustively the beech tree the elm and the oak are described and watched from year to year and the geology and fossil remains of selborne district are presented we have daily accounts of the weather information of the first tree and leaf the appearance of the first fungi and the plants first in blossom he tells us when mosses vegetate when insects first appear and disappear when birds are first seen and when they migrate and a thousand other things all in a style of such simplicity united with rare scholarship that it is well worth the attention and imitation of students of the english language white was educated at oxford he had frequent opportunities to set of accepting college livings but his fondness for his native village made him decline all preferment to this we owe selborne of which dr beardmore a distinguished scholar made the prophetic remark to a nephew of white's your uncle has sent into the world a publication with nothing to attract attention to it but an advertisement or two in the newspapers but depend upon it the time will come when very few who buy books will be without it the village was far less attractive than our imaginations would depict it to have been and the traveller who would view fair selborne aright according to a contemporary writer should humour the caprices of the english climate and visit it only when its fields and foliage are clothed in their summer verdure charles c marble End of section one